Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to Off the Beat and Track Podcast with me, Sue Whiffim. I hope you're doing well today. It's a new episode. We always like that. And we always like that, even more when we find out that today's guest is Mr. Jimmy Havoc. Wrestling superstar Jimmy Havoc. I'd met Jimmy several times before. Jimmy was a guest on the Scroobius Pip Drunk Cast. Obviously, he's been on uh, my Distraction PC's Brothers podcast, uh, Jimmy Smallman's Tuesday Night Jaw. And he's been a guest on Hardcore Listing. And so, and I've also been locked in a room with Jimmy. How's that work out? We went and done a a locked in a room experience with some of the other previous guests on the Hardcore Listing podcast. And yeah, so so Jimmy's Jimmy's a buddy now. And so it was really nice. And as he said, he was really pleased to to come over and and to be interviewed and not have to talk about wrestling. Obviously, it's gonna it's gonna creep into the conversation because. I'm talking to him about what he does, but he was more excited to be here talking about music, which is a, a big passion for him, as I'm sure you're about to find out. So just a quick shout out and thanks to 76 for producing this. My name is Adam Brad Acton for the artwork and video work. Everybody over at the Distraction Pieces Network and most of all, thanks to you lot for listening, liking, retweeting, sharing and generally just being supportive and saying nice things. It, it, it's never ever anything but lovely to to see that reaction to to what we're doing here so thanks ever so much and enjoy this podcast of off the beaten track podcast with i said podcast too many times on the trot then didn't i it's jimmy havoc enjoy 76 drop the intro it's off the beaten track podcast on the distraction pieces network Stew with him. So we are recording. We are in my little shed type um, bar studio, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and it's it's in the morning. I don't think I've ever done a podcast in the morning before. And uh, and we're we're both sitting here. Normally it's 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 <laughs> lager and, and and whiskey and God knows what, but we're drinking a cup of tea and a cup of coffee. Um, and we're, we're both looking fresh face. Now you're not actually looking fresh face. You are looking fresh face, but your forehead's looking <laughs> a little bit mangled. Bad, yeah. But uh, always, yeah. but we'll get on to that in a sec. <laughs> so the voice you can hear is um, today's guest, um, which is Jimmy Avok. Hello. Good morning. You I'm right? not up this early. No, no. You're looking good though, mate. Thanks, thanks very much. Like, you're looking very healthy this morning. Apart I from I did go to bed quite early last night. So did I. Yeah. So did I. Um, 
And yeah, you did say, because you've turned up and you've got lots of cuts and dents on your yeah. forehead. And I was like, have oh, you been wrestling? And you just answered with, uh, yeah, no, I've been head, head, head butting. some drawing pins. Yeah, it was, it was an accident. I meant to put my hands down, but then put the hands behind my back instead for some reason. Just went face first into them. There's <laughs> quite a few stuck in there. Yeah. Are you kind of just hyped on adrenaline at that yeah, point? And like, yeah, And yeah. so obviously afterwards you just have a little cry in the dressing room. And It's normally the morning after I have the little cry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, the first shower hurts the most. Yeah, um, I can imagine then, yeah. that's going to smart a bit. <laughs> it does. <laughs> right, well, you've just said before we started recording, you're, you're excited about coming on this one because you get to talk about something that isn't wrestling. Well, that's what I say to myself, but then I guarantee that I will talk about wrestling throughout the course of this because it's the only thing that makes me interesting. Oh, so. <laughs> oh, well, I'll, I'll be the judge of that and the listeners will as well because the songs you've chosen uh, are very interesting. So, uh, okay. And I'm sure your life that's um, that's led you up to being... Who you are now is uh, is going to be anything. Um, it, it should be very very interesting. Anyway, let's just kick things off. Okay. And and I always start this podcast with the song that has the greatest intro for your track one. Jimmy, what did you go for? <laughs> I went for my entrance <laughs> theme from wrestling. Uh, I hope you suffer by AFI. So we're straight into wrestling. Yep. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> so. AFI, big thing for you. Uh, AFI, my favorite band. They've been my favorite band since about sixteen. I saw him at Wembley Arena supporting um, of The Offspring mm-hmm. uh, in about 2000, I think it was, 2001, and like, AFI just blew me away. I thought they were the coolest band ever, and they've been my favourite band ever since then. Um, I've seen them every time they've been over here. I went When I was in America a few weeks ago, I went to Montreal to see them, and then saw them in New York the following week, and yeah, I just absolutely love them. And like, the, this, this song, like, I use my, intri- uh, my entrance music because like it starts off with these real heavy like drum beat, and it's got this real sort of like sense of impending doom which worked really well for me when when I was a bad guy in wrestling sort of coming out because as soon as that first drum hit you got the feel in the room like shit's about to go down yeah and I yeah it, just, it works really well I, just, I loved it and the the, the, the the lyrics and stuff as well like they resonate with me quite quite a lot so in regards to you know a, a, an intro now when I spoke to like songwriters and, and, and yeah. performers um, about the intro and, and DJs as well that that first 10 seconds of a track that's where you you hook your listeners or you hook yeah. the dance floor and so is it the same with walkout music yeah absolutely because like um, not many people have like a five minute long entrance um, so you know you've got a minute and a half to really like get your persona over you know to get the crowd into what you're about to do um you know, to get yourself pumped up as well. So, like, that first little bit of music, you know, before we come out, that's so important to, like, getting a crowd sort of, like, mm. riled up. And this, it just worked so well for my character. Like, you know, yeah. 15-year-old angsty goth, Jimmy Havoc. <laughs> um, <laughs> with, like, you know, the lyrics especially as well. Yeah. Um, the the storyline that I first used it for was basically about me turning on all the fans, turning on everyone. Um, basically feeling like, you know, I'd been used by people and like never given you know respect i yeah. deserve sort of thing so i hope you suffer was basically my sort of way to tell them what go fuck themselves kind yeah. of thing like fantastic so was there any other considerations for this one jim because i know that all your others you've literally had that that panicky message which a few of the previous guests have done which is like Look, i've got to change track four and i've got to do this one to this one <laughs> yeah. i'll explain when i see you um, no, this one not particularly. That, that was as yeah. soon as you said that was literally the first thing. Yeah, it figures if it's your head, intro yeah. music as well. Then, then. Yeah. So when you hear it outside of the arena, yeah. 
It doesn't get me ready for a fight or anything. No, do you, <laughs> he doesn't. You don't get you pumped. It, it does get me pumped. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to start cutting people. Yeah. Not that. That's so, good. Yeah. That's good. I just didn't want you just sort of sitting on the train when that comes on your headphones and you just start <laughs> smashing I, your head into drawing pins on the, on I, the train. I, I do listen to it quite a lot, yeah. actually, to be fair. Um, but the other, there was another song that Jim Smallman, uh, he's the guy who runs Progress, sort yeah. of uh, suggested that I use for Anthony Music. Which was a Let Him Come by Pip. Good shout. Yeah, it is good. Good shout. Um, I just felt like that didn't really fit me as a character as well. Yeah. Um, we gave it to Paul Robinson and it really fit him as a yeah. angry little chavvy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it really fit him. <laughs> well, we don't like talking about Pip on this podcast. We talk about him on all the others, so he gets enough airtime. So uh, <laughs> we don't need to share yeah, any more lovies, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, so for track two, Jim, yeah. um, the first song that you remember hearing had an emotional impact on yeah. you. Uh, Everlong by the Three Fires. Emotional as in what? Um, just gave me all the feels. Um, I remember really sort of fancying a girl at that point. And, uh, How I'm, old are you, Jim? Sorry. I'm 34. Right, so... That came out in 97. Um, right. But I don't think I would have heard it until maybe about 98. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'd have been like sort of 14, 15 at right. that point. Prime. Yeah. Prime time to have your heart yeah, broken exactly, and yeah. to fall in love <laughs> and all of that. Yeah, yeah go on, sorry. Um, yeah, just the lyrics of that, it just really I don't know just, just resonated with me I think at that point like I mean I, I like to portray myself as a goth but I'm the biggest emo in the world yeah. and like emotional music just really does it for me yeah and like the lyrics to that song like really killed it then I remember watching um, Foo Fighters headline Reading Festival maybe yeah. like 01 or 02 or something mm-hmm. and it was in the pouring rain and like they were playing that and it just that was a real yeah, yeah there's something about music I think that gets it's the same for a lot of people I guess but really gets me and like can remind me of situations and, and places a lot more than, than other things can. Absolutely. I, I think um, those first three Foo Fighters albums for me, I thought were yeah, incredible. Were, were incredible. Yeah. I, I've, not, I've, I've gone off them a little bit since, but as, as performers and as a live band, I, I think mm. they're, they're yeah, one of the really best in the world. Like, um, but the singles off the last few have been real good, but as an album, yeah. one really sort of caught me like those first like I, three I did. Completely agree, mate. Completely agree. But... Every time you see them play live, for me, I'm waiting for Everlong. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. Because just a little breakdown. When they do it acoustic, oh, like the first half, and yeah. it kicks, yeah. It's and just... it's, it, lyrically, I think it's one of their best yeah, as well. Absolutely. And, yeah. uh, I mean, it was my favourite song for, for years. Yeah. To be fair, like, as much as I'm into the, the heavy, angry stuff like that. Yeah, yeah just something about it that just. Definitely. Yeah. Songs about love, I think, are the yeah, of yeah. course. You know, you know, I, I think as as a listener or as an artist, I think love will always be the the, the driving force yeah. in music and and creativity. And I think, like completely. a lot of things, yeah. Completely, film. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so where, whereabouts was you born, Jim? I was born in a place called Ely in Cambridgeshire. Okay. Um, and my parents divorced when I was about three. Uh, my mum met another guy who lived down in Dartford uh, in Kent um, and they got married and we moved down here when I was about eight I think it was okay uh, eight or nine um, so I had like two years of primary school down here then straight into secondary school have you got can, did your memory go back far enough to remember that breakup or was it uh, yeah my, my, uh, this is going to get depressing now <laughs> <laughs> my earliest mem- memory I can remember is uh, my parents calling me into their bedroom when I was three to tell me that dad was leaving holy shit you can't he, remember that he left 50 quid on the on the shelf in the front room and left Wow. Yeah. That's heavy for a three-year-old. Yeah, yeah. My brother my brother was about one, I think. Yeah. Um, I was four. It was three or four. But, I, yeah, I vividly remember going into the... Yeah. Into the... 
I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that my mum said that just after just after I was born, my dad painted the, the nursery, and then I saw him painting, so I shit myself so bad, I repainted the walls myself. So <laughs> I, think, I don't think it has anything to do with that. <laughs> oh, brilliant. But, okay, so you stayed with your mum. Yeah, yeah. we used to see him every other weekend um, and stuff, but um, then we moved down south, and I started to get friends, get a job and stuff. It got a bit harder, so I went once a month. And then uh, we all had a massive fight, and I've not seen him since I was 16 now. Wow. Yeah, so it's almost, yeah, almost 20 years now. Wow. That's heavy. Yeah, he never mm-hmm. sent Christmas card, birthday card, something. He tried to add me as a friend on Facebook a couple of years ago. No message. Charming. Just, just add friend. Yeah. And I get it was probably hard for him and stuff, but like, I was the kid. He was out of He should have made the effort. Completely. And like, um, my sister's, because uh, he had a couple of daughters from his next marriage. Uh, so we had a couple of daughters with that, and like we we've been in touch since, like, and we keep meaning to meet up. It's never quite happened yet. Yeah. But, Man. Yeah. So, when you've moved to to Dartford and and those sort of formative years, you know, mm. before you you start school and and, and probably, yeah, maybe maybe school as well, was there music on at home? No, not at all. Like my parents weren't really well. My mum loved David Essex. I think I vaguely remember that was the first ever sort of gig I went to when I was maybe 10 or 12 or something he yeah. played at Dartford went along with mum to that so I quite like David Essex actually and then um, I remember going to party in the park a couple of times right in High Park I don't know if that was the Capital FM one something or, like that yeah, wasn't it yeah like that. so like Spice Girls were on and yeah. all shit like that so I was sort of into it but it was never really played at home yeah um, so music weren't resonating with you at that point no, in, no, in no, any not way not, not until I was sort of mid-teens when, um, when I went to secondary school yeah and uh, I remember sitting next to this guy we'll, we'll get to that Jim oh, okay. we'll get to school oh. Oh, okay. right <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it was, never, it was never really a big thing at home. Yeah. Wow. Okay, well, well for track three, yep. we can get on to that now. Right. Uh, track three is um, a song that reminds you of school days. And so looking at what you've done, yep. and and obviously now knowing um, how old you was, secondary school this, yeah? Mm. Yeah, okay. So what have you gone for, Jim? I changed that this morning, didn't I? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to look at me thing. It's, it, uh, there's so many has been going through me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, um, like I say, like the reason I got into AFI was because of the Offspring. Yeah. Because they were playing. So I remember, um, one of the guys used to sit next to in school was a guy called Paul Smith, and he used to get like Kerrang magazine every week. Uh, so I'd sort of just be looking over his shoulder at, it, and there were all these different stuff, and he'd get me in all these other bands and shit, and it was like he got me into Corn and Marilyn Manson, and but I think that America Americana album by uh, the Offspring. That was just like, I think, over those sort of couple of years, sort of like 97, uh, 98, 99, yeah. or whenever, I think 99 had come out. Um, that was like the album for me. Yeah. Um, like Pretty Far For A White Guy was on there, which is shit, and why yeah. did get a job? But like yeah. things like uh, uh, The Kids Aren't Alright, and, and Americana, and all those yeah. sort of things. Then I got into Smash, you know, before that. Yeah. And that sort of like... That's come out and punky. play, and self-esteem, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that sort of pop-punky kind of... Stuff that I just really got into that, which yeah. really cool. And because of them, I found AFI. It's uh, obviously I'm old as fuck, um, but I was DJing a lot around that point. Yeah. And, and I think if you are sort of 14, 15, and, and mainstream commercial pop music isn't appealing to you, yeah. what was going on at that point must have looked so exciting because, you know, to to look at the cover of Kerrang! and to see Marilyn Manson at mm. 14 years of age or, you know, or younger must have just been like, because I was like, fucking hell, man, this dude's interesting. Yeah. Like, and, and, and just the same with, with whether it be, 
Trent Reznor, Jonathan Davis, was it Jonathan Davis yeah, and Corn? Yeah. yeah. And like it all just looked dark and colourful mm. and 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 weird and lots of dreads and lots of makeup and yeah. and I think the big the big thing for me was like as someone who's always sort of bullied and like not had that good of a home life like not fitting into those sort of norms of school and like being bullied at school like because of whatever like finding these sort of like people who were different and no one else sort of seemed to be into I could have my own little yeah. sort of thing there yeah completely um, especially like Marilyn Manson and stuff and like you know I started dressing a bit gothy after 15 and um, started so, growing my hair out so when was you bullied at, at primary school uh, prim- primary secondary school like all the way through because like um, I used to have like NHS specs and stuff I'm pretty much blind without yeah. um, glass on shit haircut you know, never had new new shoes or anything, and never had any of the new stuff. Yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, I'd, I'd, it's just kids are dickheads, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. And like all, all the cool, you know, I was never great at football or anything like that. So all the cool ones were into football and stuff. Like, yeah, we, we there was a few of us who were like the different kids, and we all sort of had our own little group, and we were the ones who were in the alternative music and stuff. Yeah, I think that's generally the course. Yeah, for, it just for, seems you know, to be like standard. Yeah, if, I'm not saying what happened to me was any different or anything. That yeah, to, no, no, but I, I do think that. You know that the it's generally the not the guys that are great at football mm. and the guys that are pulling all the all the pretty girls. Yeah, it's generally. Well, well I went to an old boys school, so that was yeah. Never well, that, that was yeah. never going to happen, was it? But <laughs> um, but I think you know it, it's it's those that aren't aren't that gifted in 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 them areas that that find more creative outlets mm. and and and, and want to explore something. And like the angry lyrics and stuff like that. Absolutely really, really spoke to all of us. Yeah. And, um, I think around that time, sort of, you know, 15, 16, that's when new metal really started to, mm. to come to the forefront. So bands like Limp Bizkit and, and Rage Against the Machine and all that Death sort of Tones. stuff. Deftones, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, Linkin Park's just come out just after that. I think Linkin Park was quite a, a weird one because that was one that sort of everyone, no matter what side of the, the you know, sort of I think spectrum you're on, people seem to be into. Because as much as it's, it's quite heavy guitar music, um, it's really... Good pop sensibilities yeah. in it. Yeah. It's quite Absolutely, infectious yeah. pop songs, isn't it? You know, like rapping as well. Which and you've got was, that, yeah. and then and you. Then had... Chester's vo- voice was just so incredible. And then once you start recording tracks with Jay Z and things like that, yeah. it opens it up, yeah, doesn't absolutely, it? And yeah. and yeah, and I guess it then becomes acceptable for those, you know, those tiny types to just go, yeah. oh, "It's all right to like this band." Do you know yeah, what I mean? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, and the, the, even the heavier stuff, like um this kid called Simon used to sit next to I remember the, the first day he came in when it was in year 10 I think he was in he'd been kicked out of the last school and uh, he came in saying do you want to see my scars and just rolled his sleeves up where he used to cut himself and stuff and it was looking back it's weird but at the time I was like I was really interested to sort of get why he did that uh, and I think because I, I did it myself for, for a while uh, as a teenager and stuff like I still do it now as a job yeah. but it's more socially acceptable now for some reason it's okay to do it in front of you know, a thousand people but not at home and a picture on my own it's weird isn't it but, um, there's got to be logic there somewhere yeah, mate somewhere, yeah. brilliant <laughs> it's my own way of dealing with all the problems I do it in front of a crowd instead of alone at home um, but he got me into like sort of death metal as well quite a bit bands like uh, Opeth and yeah. and uh, Dimmu Borgir and stuff which are the uh, the WWF of Death metal, I think, mm-hmm. yeah. very theatrical, very over the top. Yeah. Not great, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but Cradle of Filth and stuff, I was quite into as well. So was that just because not being a, a massive metal fan? Mm. Um, I mean, all the bands that you've mentioned there, I, I, I really like. Yeah. But um, in regards to like kind of your cannibal corpses and stuff yeah. like that, like 
I never, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, it, it just doesn't do it for me. But do you think that's, as, as a fan of sort of metal and, and, and harder rock stuff, that it's just a natural progression to be like, well, I'm going to take it harder? Yeah. And, and, and see where. Absolutely, 100%. Like, um, we'll get into it in a minute. Like, the first albums I ever bought yeah. were totally different to like mm. what I went to. And I think it, it was a case of like sort of listening to that thing, and that's really cool. Yeah. Like, where else can we go with this and you know mm. seeing what heavier and heavier and heavier and I, I don't really listen to metal much uh, in, con- uh, in on CD anymore like in my car I like when I'm driving I like to sing along to stuff yeah. you know, like Katy Perry and Taylor Swift and yeah. stuff but like I went to Montreal Heavy F- Music Festival a few weeks ago and like I'd never seen Napalm Death before and they were there yeah. and that's, oh really sick. yeah it was real sick yeah so how I, long I was the set like sort of 10 minutes five minutes yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was just two, two songs yeah. they all sounded the same for some reason um, but like bands called Power Trip as well that's yeah, a, yeah sick like and I, I love heavy metal concert yeah because like they're such that it is the adrenaline rush being in there yeah. being the mosh pit like you still get involved yeah all the time yeah I mean yeah. my knees aren't quite what they were because yeah. of wrestling but yeah. Brilliant. yeah I love it yeah. brilliant so outside obviously you you know I was going to ask you if you enjoyed school but obviously on what you said I, don't think I, you... I quite liked the learning I actually yeah. quite enjoyed lessons I used to love geography I was really good at that quite good with computers and stuff maths I was good at I, I got I did quite well in GCSEs, uh, and then in my mock, Ayla was did really well, so I thought, I don't need to bother now. So the actual Ayla was, didn't go quite <laughs> quite as well. Oh, right, that one backfired. Oh, no, it was, it was, I, did, I did a car, I got like three C's in a D, so it was enough to get me oh, to right, Brighton, nice. Brighton University. But, um, yeah, no, I, it, at the time, some bits of it were hard, but on the whole, I, it wasn't an overly horrendous experience. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, maybe I'm just blocking stuff out of my mind. Yeah, but, possibly, yeah. But, yeah, it's, I, I quite enjoyed the learning, like, Especially like geography, I, like, I wish I'd done geography at a, a degree instead of. Really? Yeah, you know, I went to do computer science because everyone told me I should. And uh, I was at Brighton University for one year and I went to two lectures in that year. It was a really good year. Yeah. There's some really good metal clubs down there. Remember much of it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was living in a caravan for the first few months because um, I've, I didn't. I didn't know if I was going to get in or not. Right. So I, I, I signed up to halls late, and so I was on the waiting list. So my parents thought it would be a better idea to put the caravan down at the caravan club park just outside Brighton. And I lived in my caravan for... You lived on a holiday months. park at yeah, uni? Oh, mate, that just makes the party even better, right? <laughs> really good. Do you want to come back to my caravan? What? <laughs> no, seriously. Oh, brilliant. So outside of school, like, did you feel a connection to to, to your hometown like, and to the people no, in it? No, not particularly. Um no, it's the same as every punk pop album ever. <laughs> yeah. No, not really particularly. Um, I, I felt I felt more at home in London. Yeah. Like uh, sort of when I was younger and stuff. Like punk gigs back then. I remember finding a couple of tickets the other day, like seven pound fifty, going to see Real Big Fish yeah. and stuff. So me and a few mates, like we'd go as often as we could in a town. Like yeah. I, I must see Real Big Fish like fifteen times now. Yeah. They used to be really like uh, Scar and you know, pop punk and that sort of yeah. stuff. So I think like. That sort of lifestyle, I, I preferred the city, like it was busier, yeah. like, I guess I was more anonymous, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, yeah, I get that. It, I, I actually live in a little village called Hextable, I'd say Dartford because it's easier, yeah. no one's ever heard of Hextable. I think Hextable is the only village in the country with no pub. That's rubbish. Yeah, shit. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I hate it so much, yeah. just don't get a drink. Yeah, God, imagine that. It's, I think it's something to do with like a bylaw that was set down years ago by like the, the parish or some bollocks, I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, but yeah, it's never been What, that a pub would be too raucous for the village? Apparently, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really bad. What's the village um, near Clacton? Not Jaywick, the one that's the complete opposite of where I'm going. Is it, oh, what's it called? It's a tiny little village in um, near, near Clacton. Um, that's 
that's full of like that the kind of Mrs. Bouquet types that um, Oh I think I know you mean um and and they've refused a chip shop. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's no takeaways in Hexbury. That's it. We, oh, we really? Have, we have no, yeah, we've got a post office, a barber, a pharmacy. Uh, we don't have a petrol station anymore because my, my stepdad owns a petrol station, but then uh, it's a repairs garage as well. Yeah. But um, he rents the property out now to, to another guy and he just didn't want to do the petrol anymore, so it's just a repairs garage. So. God, that sounds bleak, Jim. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty quiet. <laughs> no it's wonder quiet. you've seen real big fish so many times in London. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I used to see him like... Uh, remember the Astoria? Yeah, of course. Oh, I missed the Astoria, man. What that a was, venue. That was, that was good. What a venue. I remember seeing King Prawn's last ever gig, and I put that in air quotes because yeah. there's never any band's last ever gig, is it? But they did like a, an all-day sort of punk festival thing yeah. there. That was my first ever try at stage diving. Nice. And I, I did a big flip off the first time. Everyone caught me. It was good. Then I did a huge, massive like jump and like front front splash yeah everyone just got out of the way so I just landed face first on the floor so that was was that when you that thought that was my first and last attempt at <laughs> stage diving so but now you do it for money yeah now I do it for money honestly. it's fine you know, the, the money takes the sting out a little bit so for track four yep the first record that you remember buying no, I'm fairly sure right I, I remember the first album that I owned was um Queen's Greatest Hits. Mm -hmm. but I don't think I bought it. I think it was bought for me. Mm. But the first album I ever bought myself was Appetite for Destruction. Right. Guns N' Roses. So they're yeah. two solid entries into the world yeah. of rock there, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I think that, yeah, that's what I was saying about how like I started off pretty light and then it just got heavier and heavier and heavier as we went along. So with Guns N' Roses, obviously when, when Appetite came out, you mm. would have been very, very young. What, what year was that? Was that 87 that came yeah. out? I think, yeah, so it would be three. Yeah. Point, yeah. So how did that enter into your sort of so that was like the, the Queen's Greatest Hits I'm fairly sure my parents bought that for me for whatever reason I think I saw Bohemian Rhapsody on Wayne's World or something so they, they got that yeah. for me um, but then it would have been a discussion with a mate at school like we were talking about music or whatever and he I think he put that album on um, at lunchtime at some point I just thought it sounded really cool so I went yeah. out and bought it, bought it the next day yeah. at the shops and yeah just that's, that's still such a fucking amazing album yeah that's the best thing they've ever done, I think. You know, oh, everyone says Use Your Illusion and stuff, but I think there's, a, there's two albums, eh? One and two. Yeah. And like, there's a few fillers on those, I think, but Appetite Destruction is just, you know, all killer, all the way through. Did you see him last year? Was it last year? Uh, no, I was uh, I was away last year. Right. My, my wife went, and she's she's obsessed, yeah. and, and that's her favourite album. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm not a massive Guns N' Roses fan. I don't mind them. And, you know, undeniable... The tracks on that album are, are, you know, well ahead of their time. Yeah. You know, and it was, in a world of a lot of hair metal, yeah, you might have had a bit of backcombing going on, but they were making something that was a lot dirtier yeah. and, and raucous than, yeah. than a lot of the hair metal bands at that time. It seemed point. like Motley Crue and stuff, like, even though their subject matter was, was that, yeah. it's still, like, very pretty sort of rock. Overly produced, like, it's yeah. got a very glossy production, hasn't it? Whereas I think... Although Motley Crue is still fucking incredible live. Yeah, oh so god, yeah, yeah live, yeah. Uh, uh, undeniable. I saw them in Kiss headline download a few years ago. That was that. That was, that was oh, so good. <laughs> it, was, it was the best. I got my tits out for Motley Crue. That fantastic <laughs> on my friend's shoulders. So was, uh, I've never seen them, but is this the one where like does 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 Tommy Lee's drum kick go upside down or something like yeah. that? In that? Yeah. Fucking hell! I uh, mean, Joey Jordison had that at one point as well with Slipknot when they were. You know, that's right. Drum kit turn up and they'd spin round and. So. Was Slip not a big thing as well for you yeah, at massive. that point? Yeah. Like, One of the best gigs I've ever been to was them headline download in 09. Just everything about that, it was so fucking incredible. Like, yeah, 
the Slipknot, uh, Slipknot I saw at the Astoria fucking years ago. Wow. Yeah, that was another one of our weekday, let's fuck off to London to go to the Astoria and see a band. It's yeah. such a shame they closed the Astoria. Yeah. It was just an incredible... I saw Blur play a secret gig the there. Anyway. And they were just... I don't know, everything about that venue was just what you want from a, a bit of a slightly dingy but great... Yeah. London venue and had some good club nights in there as yeah, well. Yeah, like two downstairs as well. Yeah. That was cool. Like, but yeah, it's now I think it's a block of flats. Yeah, or something like that. Like, they like, closed it off for Crossrail, didn't they? Or something. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It was bang opposite the station, yeah. wasn't it? Like, Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live, from ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating. They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. But, yeah, very, very sad today that went. Yeah, it was a really good venue, that. Um, yeah, yeah, Slipknot were a real big thing for me as well, because that was another sort of natural regression as they were getting yeah. heavier and heavier. But I remember uh, being at Download, was it 01? Um, they released Iowa. Yeah. The Sunday night, so just as the band finished, the, all the record stores in down uh, in uh, uh, Reading, it was uh, started selling it. Like that night, so I picked it up and drove straight home that night, listening to it on the way home. So it was, nice. Yeah, it was, oh, it was a wicked album. Yeah, yeah, they're uh, and, and and I think like for for that genre of music, and like I said, I'm no expert on on, on metal, um, but them tracks still get played at my club every Friday night. Yeah. And 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 it's quite weird, as does other bands that you're going to mention and, and obviously as does Offspring and, and, and GNR and and you think they're like some of these tracks are like 30 years old do you know what I mean and the like, problem is they're not making much good new metal anymore right so other than like maybe Architects Architects fucking sick yeah I'm loving them Parkway Drive um, Bring the Horizon stuff's cool but like that's getting a little bit softer now yeah um, but they're not new really I, no, I, I yeah. think if you start to look at that you probably find they've been going 10 years or something like that now I remember seeing that there's a place in Chatham called the Tap and Tin where I first started doing like wrestling shows and stuff I remember seeing fucking Bring the Horizon there in this yeah. little room upstairs years years ago yeah like when they first had their sort of death core I think they called themselves yeah. when that first came out um, yeah that was that was weird so in, in regards to that because I 
as a, as a old man, I always kind of reference the fact that I think that indie music isn't that interesting anymore. There's yeah. not there's not game changers coming through at the moment. That but like are, when I was teenager, was like Oasis, Blur, Stereophonics, yeah. all those guys were just massive. Absolutely, but but as as someone that's you know on the out, on, the, on the outside looking in on heavy metal. Hello, I've interrupted the podcast again, haven't I? Sorry, it won't take a sec. All I want to say is, the songs that we're talking about in this podcast, if we can't play them, it's just because of the regulations regarding playing licensed music and such. So if you want to hear the songs, just go over to Spotify and search off the beat and track podcast and you can listen to all the songs because I've put playlists up for each of these. If you can't find it on there, I'll send links on all the social media accompanying each episode. So you've just got to press that one button and you can go through and you can enjoy all the songs that our guest picks. Anyway, I'll shut up, get back to the podcast. See you on the other side. Um, I, I, I do remember when I first heard into Shikari, I remember thinking this is different. Yeah. Like and this this doesn't sound like anything else and that that excited me mm. in the Shikari. That sounds um, really good. Yeah, mm, yeah. Um, and but do, do you? And I always think, is it just because I'm getting old? Yeah, I worry. And like, <laughs> so I was going to ask you, like, with your, you know, you're saying that there's not much coming through yeah. in, in metal. Do you think that's because you're getting older? I think I'm getting old. And I just I like what I like. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it, isn't it? You know, all the bands that you said you loved at that festival, you think, yeah, they're all like the bands I grew up listening yeah. to, and it's like. You know, do you do you think it's a natural thing as you get older to get that kind of? Yeah, they're right. They sound like a lot change. like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Um, a little. Bit, I, I don't know. There are new stuff that's coming out that I quite like. Um, well, I don't know if it's new stuff or it's just stuff I'm just yeah hearing now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any Shikari are a good, real good example, I guess. Yeah, they're cool. And so, Appetite for Destruction, like, was was there like the the, the kind of shops around your way where I guess around that time there was was there like independent record shops or yeah, was it straight there was straight... this place in Dartford oh, what was it I think it was just called Dartford Records or something that's going to annoy me they had it, I can't remember it. but they'd always like for some reason have their CDs in like a week before they were actually due to be put on sale oh nice so we'd go down there and get the albums at like pre-release years, yeah I don't know whether they're meant to or not I thought yeah. just get them early and yeah. Yeah, yeah just fuck it put it out anyway yeah but yeah so we always go down there and get the albums a little bit earlier than and yeah, that, that was my go-to record store. Yeah. Yeah. And it, was, it was always pretty cheap as well. Yeah. Compared to like, because Blue had just been open by then, I think. So yeah. compared to like HMV or was it Virgin at yeah. that point, we're still going. Yeah. What did that turn into? Something green, wasn't it? I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, so. So so what were you wearing around about then, Jim? What was what was the uh, the, the outfit of choice? It, it started just going more and more black. <laughs> uh, I remember. I remember when I was about 16, I think I won 800 quid on a scratch card. Fucking hell. Yeah. That's a good day so for a 16-year-old. Because the Matrix had just come out, so I went out and bought a big... Did you buy the coat? coat, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you've all you looked the shit, yeah, didn't I did, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still wear long black coats now. <laughs> I think I look better Brilliant. now than a bit. Well, that one was sort of oversized. Oh, was, amazing. Yeah. I'm glad there's not... I don't think there's any photos that Brilliant. of me. And so like was... Was the makeup out at that point? Uh, I did wear a nail varnish quite yep. occasionally. I remember one night going out with black lipstick on. Uh, Brilliant. Uh, so how how was that going out in? in we're talking about Dartford, yeah? Because uh, normally out in London, I was right. too scared to. I went out because Dartford's a pretty rough place, right? Yeah, 
I mean, I, I, I haven't been out there in ages. And when I saw um, Darren Brown there a few weeks ago, mm -hmm. I'm not everything I have my nail varnish eyeliner on. And the looks yeah. you get, even yeah. though I was like, oh, this is why I don't come out in Dartford anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's crazy, isn't it? Place, you so. can't go out where you live because... I mean not with anything but you can yeah. tell the looks and stuff but like I think that's a lot of the reason why I started dressing like that again when I was wrestling yeah because it's that reaction that I wanted that sort of yeah this guy looks like a twat yeah like, I liked that that reaction and yeah. I think a lot of the time as well like when I did it when I was younger it was for that reaction it was just to provoke people it was to but I think I think you know it, as a you know if you're a, a an angst ridden Teen alternative goth yeah. type, then you want that, you reaction, want that reaction, don't yeah, you? Yeah. You know, it's like, and as was... much as there's millions of you all around the world that yeah. look the same, it's like, yeah, but you don't get me because I, I, yeah. I, I, I don't look like everyone else. And <laughs> yeah, like, exactly, but it, yeah. you know, it's, it's, I was the same when I was a kid. You know, um, it, it's just that whole, God, mum, you just don't get it. You don't get like, it. Yeah. You, you don't know. get me, mum. <laughs> <laughs> so fair. <unfair. laughs> <laughs> oh dear Kevin and Perry in it it is it really is <laughs> alright so let's let's touch on we've mentioned gigs like what was what was your first gig you went to I think it might have been David Essex you know oh cool sorry yeah, you said that at the right, beginning yeah yeah, yeah. Um, the, the first I can't remember which one first whether it was Offspring oh no it was uh, A and uh, Sporty but uh, Bloodhound Gang, Sweet by A, I think it was the right. first one. I think it was like 99, I think Okay, we mentioned that just before you yeah. come on. That, that you've yeah, been I, th I think it was 99, show. that was really good. Where but, was that? Uh, I think that was at the Astoria. Yeah. Yeah, it was one in like, it was either Brixton Astoria. I think it was, yeah, yeah. one of those two. Um, I can't remember. I've been yeah. in the head a lot. Um, but yeah, it was that. Then it was Running Festival 2000, it was the first festival. Then I th it was either January 2000 or 2001 that it was the offspring and AFI gig. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're the sort of first sort of three big ones that I went to yeah. that stuck in my mind. That first Reading Festival lineup was fucking amazing. Yeah. Like the headlines were Stereophonics, Pulp, and Oasis. Yeah. Um, but then like the undercard, like Foo Fighters, Limp Biscuit. On yeah. the last day, they had Slipknot into Daphne and Celeste into Rage Against the Machine. So you was there for the Daphne uh, yeah. and Celeste gig? Yeah, I was in the pit. My first ever mosh pit was. I That's think, not where you want to be when Daphne and Celeste's on mate, stage, it was the right? Best. It was the best. <laughs> My first ever mosh pit was on the Friday when Limp Bizkit played to break right. stuff, which is a fucking yeah, yeah. That was a good way to start, I think. But so I went in for Slipknot. And so explain Celeste. as well the da for, for listeners that are unaware of Daphne and Celeste who okay, they so, were and, and what happened so Google them because you'll, you'll be in incredibly uh, shocked um, they're two young American girls who for some reason every interview they were doing going up to Reading Festival decided to tell everyone they were booked for Reading Festival yeah. they weren't the organisers just went fuck it Let's put them on. Yeah. Let's put them on in between Slipknot Rage Against the Machine. I mean, that's... Fair fucks to them. They got through one song. Yeah. They actually did one song. The guy next to me was so angry they pulled off his own shoe and threw it at them. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you going to do now? Was oh, like, brilliant. Just sort of walked off. But yeah, it was... It, uh, bottles of piss thrown at them. It yeah. Was, yeah it, was, it was a bad... I mean, I reckon fair play to them for getting through one song at least. Yeah, they got, they got definitely. They half before they fucked off. I mean, they must have just... I mean, their record company, I mean, wankers, because they knew... Well, do you know what? I reckon it's really good for them. I mean, no, it's probably great marketing, <laughs> because everyone's going to know about them, but to get that, you've got to go out there and get <laughs> pelted in piss. Like, do you know what I mean? That's, and they were, they were technically kids, right? They yeah, must they have been about yeah, 16 or something. Yeah. And, like, and, you're and just do you know what? It was a distance from the crowd to the stage at Reading. Like, yeah. It's a big festival. So people have got a good arm. They wanted that to yeah. get them. Yeah. I just love the concept 
of them singing Who Stick You, Your Mama Too and Your Daddy. And then fast forward 10 minutes and you got Bullet in the fucking head. (laughs) Rage. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. So was that your first time you saw Rage? Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a moment seeing them. Yeah, that was cool. Like that was just before they broke up. Yeah, maybe a year or so before they yeah. broke up. I lost my virginity Rage Against the Machine as well. Fantastic. Yeah. Renegades album. That was, oh, that was what an album! <laughs> what an album! So I can't believe. So you can recall the first time you you, you well, obviously you can recall losing your virginity, but you can recall. Wait, wait, wait! I've got to put this on. Did you? Did you like think I've got oh, to listen no, to the road? It was on. It was right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a weird. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> really like the rhythm it's on just this one. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I got it a week before it came out. <laughs> All right, Jim. Well, look for track five. Yeah. Um, the song that soundtracked your years clubbing. Right. Uh, as you can probably tell, uh, <laughs> I wasn't the conventional clubber. Yes. Um, although I'm. Um, when I went, I worked at a cinema for a while, a projectionist there, a Blue Water Cinema. Um, every Tuesday night, they used to do like student nights at Amadeus Nightclub. Oh, Did you ever God. go there, down in Rochester? Oh, I've got a story about oh, that. A horrible, horrible place. It's the worst clubbing experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I took the guy from the in-betweeners there to DJ. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I was in the booth with him and he... It, I, I won't say too much, but as I pulled up, it said... Tuesday's cage fighting, Wednesday's, <laughs> it was either strippers or jelly wrestling. Right. Or something like that. And there was just loads of, like, kind of scantily clad women, like, on this thing. And I just thought, wow, what's going on? Like, th- th- this is this is strange. What What's going to happen when we get through these doors? I had no idea. And when we got in there, it was just, like, really heavy R&B. And the guy that I booked was just an indie DJ. Yeah. And, and as we started the set all of a sudden there was a photographer just taking loads and loads and loads of pictures in the booth and I was like this is strange yeah and uh, and then he, he basically got set up to fall and the next day it was all over the sun that uh, he'd ruined this night and wasn't a DJ and it was it was the first oh, night I ever see sort of someone get set up yeah and it was yeah whether it was I don't know I'm not saying necessarily it was a club but yeah they, they got some good press on the back of him and, oh, uh, and it, shit, and it, it? Yeah, and it was shit. Yeah, it was and a shit place. Like we, we used to go in our work uniforms, our name tags on and stuff for yeah. like phone parties and shit. But like at that sort of point, like eighteen, nineteen, like garage was like the big thing. Yeah, I fucking hate garage. Yeah, I hate it so I'm much. I'm with you on passion. But um, the other place you go was like the tap and tin yeah. and stuff. And like they used to do like club nights there. They're still going on though, right? Yeah, they're still going. Yeah. yeah, they do good nights on like Monday nights. Yeah, they're all quite like going down there when I can. Uh, one of my friends runs it, so it's yeah. it's cool to go down there. And like, they still do live there. Uh, I, I haven't seen a band there in ages, yeah. but yeah, I, I think they still do. Yeah, I know. Um, he, my mate, uh, he manages the Libertines. Right. Um, he's quite good mates with Pete Doherty, and yeah. I cannot stand Pete Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> it's all because of that story that came out years ago where he injected an unconscious girl with heroin or something. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've never met him. He might be, a, by all accounts, a very nice bloke. But yeah. I think my opinion has been. Yeah. But uh, he, he keeps wanting to get him to wear a Jimmy Havoc t-shirt and to send me photos just to piss me off. <laughs> so, Brilliant. Lovely, yeah. So, but yeah, so like... Uh, where the, was you clubbing then? At Tap and Tin? Tap and Tin was like the big one. There was a place around the corner called the Manor Club as well. I used to go there quite a bit. And it was always like, we'd go on the alternative nights, uh, sort of rocky nights. But even then, like Pendulum, uh, Slam by Pendulum was like quite a big right then. And that would get the pit going heavier than like most rock songs. And it's weird, isn't it? Because... It's basically drum and bass, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Uh, Pendulum, and uh, and and it was just one of them bands that I think 
the, the drummer bass crowds weren't really into them no but weirdly, yeah. but the the alternative kids went fucking mental yeah. for them didn't they I've, I've seen them play i went and saw them play at brixton one night and they they're australian had, right yeah i think so yeah. yeah and they did like an all-night gig they had zane low dj until about 1am then pendulum played from like one till three or something but they would like drop in master of puppets covers and nice and stuff like that. they're a wicked like band like yeah. for, for that sort of a, sort of a drum and bass act that is actually a band yeah. as well like prodigy as well they're, they're again, fucking sick yeah. live yeah yeah they're real good um but yeah i suppose that that was one of the sort of big bangers that and like break stuff by limp biscuit of course going back to yeah in a clubbing when i was 15 like that's those songs keep keep coming up so what did you what did you want from clubbing as a young lad i just got out get drunk just listen to some tunes hang out with your mates maybe meet a girl so, Which is very really hard in clubs. I don't know how anyone goes to clubs to try and pull because you I can't had, talk to I anyone. I had this conversation a little while ago, and, and I've not got that confidence. I, <laughs> I, I could never go up to a girl and say, "Can I buy you a drink?" Just well, one it. of my mates, uh, he's a he's a model, and uh, I remember being. I remember <laughs> we went out to somewhere in Dartford once. They're doing like an indie night, and this is five six years ago. And the only band he knows is the Verve. So he's just going up to girls going, do you, "Do you like the Verve?" <laughs> <laughs> and then we go to like a, a proper actual club called it. It was Zen's at the time, I think. In Darfur. God, I DJ'd That's there. That's a shithole. I DJ'd yeah. there. Air and breathe now, but it's always going to be Zen's. It was it? called Zen's, and yeah. it had a lighting rig in the roof. Yeah. That at about twelve o'clock, you go down, da, 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 and the lighting rig used to lower <coughs> from the roof down to just above the dance floor. Bizarre place. Odd, that was yeah, the so only we, time we, I've ever DJ'd. Um, and it was me and my mate, um, who's a one-man comedy called Cunt in the Gang, and it was me oh, and I don't him. Oh, Cunt in the Gang. Oh, right, yeah. yeah that's, I've uh, seen it, a few times. Oh, that's yeah. my best mate. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> really good. And, uh, really yeah, good. and me, me and him were DJing there um, in probably about 94. And, uh, and it was so horrible. And I remember saying to him at one point, I could feel myself welling up. And I just thought, I'm now going to demonstrate, which I thought was a myth, I'm bored to tears. <laughs> I'm literally so bored. I think I'm going to burst into tears. Good. <laughs> I was literally like, I just want to go home. <laughs> it was so bad in there. Sorry, Jim. Go on. No, it's, um, yeah, but my, my model mate, I remember it was the most incredible thing I've ever seen. He was just down the dance floor, looked at girls, put his finger up and like did the come to me sort of soon. just started getting off of the... That was it. Really? I was like, you prick. What? God. Yeah. That's he's he's beautiful though. He's, yeah, he's a beautiful man. Yeah. Oh God! Imagine how your how, how our lives would have been different if we had the power just by the way we looked <laughs> and to move a finger to just beckon women. <laughs> God, I don't think I'd like I don't know where school, I'd school be. School years would have been a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, mate. Well, for, we're, we're we're happy now, so it's okay. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Track six. Favorite song from an artist from your hometown. You changed this one. Yep. It was a hometown. I thought it was home country. Oh, okay. Um, we can go country. Oh, well, hometown. The only band I know from my hometown. And this is quite a good one. This is Rolling Stones. Okay. Yeah, of so, course. Yeah. yeah right. Rolling Stones are from, from Dalton. That's all right. We'll go, we'll go home country. Go on, because okay. I, I like um, your choices. Uh, Frank Turner. Mm-hmm. Ballad of Me and My Friends. Yeah. Um, this is probably my favourite song now. Uh, the lyrics now, it just resonates so well to me of like, that sort of independent wrestler where like, there's a line that we go, so I'm, uh, so I'm texting all my, f- uh, going through my phone book, texting everyone I know. Yeah. And quite a few I don't whose numbers found their way into my phone. He's talking about playing Nambuka for the yeah, however yeah. many times that yep. month, that year. And, yep. and, and he's, he's fucking. I used to do that as well. We, at the Tappan Tin, like me and my mate Zach and the guy trying to John, we used to run shows there ourselves. And we used to do that. Like we'd be texting everyone, yeah. like trying to get people down and like 
you know, it's yeah, if you're all about the destination, then take a fucking flight. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting nowhere slowly and we're seeing all the sights. And like, exactly. I love it because that is how I feel my job at the moment is. Yeah. I'm traveling the world, doing what I love. You know, if I go to somewhere new, I always try and get flown out a day early or a day late just so I can have a day sort of doing sightseeing and stuff because yeah. this could all end tomorrow. I don't know when it's going to end. So. Do you travel a lot on your own? Yeah, yeah mostly all the time, yeah. Yeah. How is that like? Do you, are you happy being in other I countries don't mind, on your I don't own? Like, I don't like people. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Travelling up, I quite, I quite like just headphones on, listen yeah. to music, watch a film or something. Um, normally, like when I get to places, I know some of the other wrestlers and stuff, so it's people to hang out with and go, yeah. go for dinner with and stuff. Like, it's nice when some of the times those people haven't ever been to these places either, so yeah. we can we can do a bit of sightseeing together and stuff. But I'm also I don't mind doing it on my own. Yeah. Like, I just like going and seeing new things. Like, yeah. I went to Milan a couple of years ago on my own. I've never been there before. That was cool. Uh, we managed to do Rome as well. Took my missus at the time there for, for a bit. It was, it was yeah. I've not done Rome. Uh, it's, it's one of the ones on on the bucket Rome's list. Beautiful, yeah, yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely that looks lovely. decent. And I didn't burst into flames. I went to the Vatican. So that was, that was good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was, I was worried about that. <laughs> so, I've also seen Jim that I put a line through it, but you chose. Yeah, well, because you, you said home and like I see like Elton John. Mm-hmm. I think. I think he's fantastic. Tiny Dancer is one of my favourite songs ever as well. It's one of my favourite songs. A lot. Have you seen Almost Famous? It's just the best, the scene best film. film. When so Penny famous. Lane just puts her hand up to his face. Yeah. And, oh. Because <laughs> she's just beautiful yeah, in that is, film. She, yeah. And, uh, and just, and Jason Lee's incredible yeah. in it. And I'm a golden guy. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's Billy Crudup, is it? Billy Crudup. Like, yeah. superb in that film. Like, why has he not been more successful in, in bigger films yeah. because he's he was fucking brilliant in the that film the whole cast and everything about that, that yeah. film I think is fucking phenomenal yeah and it's, and that scene is the greatest scene in the yeah. film right hands down because like, they've had a massive rare it's, haven't it's they it's just after the golden god bit where yeah. he's trying to jump off the thing he's on acid and he's oh, yeah. like, <clears> that's <throat> right they're all sitting in the bus yeah. like, all a bit down and like their sun comes on and they'll just start singing it's yeah. like, that is what music does I think yeah. like, when you're in a group of people and that song comes on your love. Like there's, I don't think there's much more that brings people together. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tiny yeah. Dance is a, a, a fucking phenomenal yeah, it's record. Really and, good, isn't it? and I think it's on the album Madman Across the Water. I think so, yeah. And, and or, I think. Or Greatest Hits. I, I think it's on, yeah, it's, it's definitely on the best of Elton John. Um, but I think that album was like commercially. I don't think I don't it did very well, did No, it? I think that was a bit of a, a low in, in um, his commercial success. But in regards to his, you know, songwriter or Taupin's songwriting and, mm. and he's playing just a fucking masterpiece and it's not a it's not a short pop song is it it's, no, it's, it's, it's like you know long, yeah and it's yeah. and there's no fat on it either right. is there it's just it's just a stone cold killer track yeah. mate um okay. yeah, yeah I suppose like going back to the hometown thing because I must have read that wrong I thought you said home country but that does make a lot more sense yeah because like, I thought home country that's a bit wide isn't it yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Rolling Stones like um uh, uh Painted Black mm-hmm. is fucking absolute tune. Yeah. Um, that drums at the beginning yeah. is so primal and almost yeah. tribal, isn't it? It's that, like, that's like going back to the AFI thing. That's why I like I Hope You Suffer because those yeah. opening drums are so tribal. Exactly, it just, it gets yeah. That, that feeling going in you. Um, Sympathy for the Devil was brilliant. And yeah. I always think of Vietnam when that, because that seemed to be like the soundtrack for the Vietnam films. Well, Painted Black was the theme for... Oh God! What was the series that went on for a few years? The the Vietnam TV series called oh, no, was, no 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 that that was I think no, that, that was, was Korea a, a Korean War, wasn't it? no oh God it was ma- um, 
Tour of Duty. Was it called Tour of Duty? It was a, a massive like um, TV show in the, in the kind of early nineties, I think. Uh, might even mean late eighties, and and yeah, painted black was the theme yeah. to that. But I think whenever you hear the Stones and things like, you just can picture someone with a great big machine gun hanging out the side of a yeah. helicopter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, brilliant. So did you? Did you have you seen Frank Turner live? Loads, yeah, quite a lot. Yeah, I saw him in Ambuka once years ago. Yeah, I saw him. At, um, I think it was Arbar in Gravesend. Yeah, like he did like a bunch of little gigs. Yeah. a few of my friends are in the video for The Road. I think it is because yeah. he did like little house parties and like played there and like that. Yeah. They're all in them. Yeah, so it's He's just I saw him. I saw him at Wembley a couple of years ago. Oh, was that when Pip supported? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the last time I saw Pip. Yeah, so, yeah. like he's uh, he's just a bit of a dude, isn't he? Like, and, I really uh, like him now. And and I think I saw. Did you ever see Million Dead? Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, Million Dead support. I think I was at the story actually. Yeah, at LA two maybe. I think I saw them supporting One Minute Silence. Wow! Like oh the, God, the, that's the, a band whose name I know for ages. Do you know? I've, you may remind me. I'm listening to my home today. I think yeah. they were Essex, but they're a Colchester band. I they're, think. They're, yeah, I think. Yeah, they were, they were local. Yeah, I don't think it was too far. I'm yeah. in silence. God, they, they were like British Race Against the Machine. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. But um, yeah, and I, I think like when obviously hearing Million Dead, and then someone says it's Frank Turner's like, on, mm. on his own, and then I heard it. I thought, that, well, that's not Million Dead. Yeah, like, you know, he did a Silent Strangers on a Train. He did that as like mm. an acoustic cover, and that sounds really good. Yeah, acoustic. Yeah, it's real good. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, have you heard his cover? He done. Um, but the Levelers done an album uh, a couple of years ago and, and got different. They reworked a lot of their songs and uh, and Billy Bragg sung Hope Street and yeah. Uh, but um, Frank sung Julie by oh. the Levelers. I don't know if you know no, that song. No. Oh mate, check, out. check out Frank Turner singing right. that. It's it's absolutely fantastic. Um, he did a four days at Roundhouse earlier in the year. Yeah, mate, it was. I went to the first three nights then. I was just too hungover by the last one, so I couldn't go. Three's a pretty good yeah, innings, three, mate. Oh, yeah, it's all right, yeah. yeah he, he's one of my favourites. He's in my pro, you know, yeah. top five artists. Yeah, definitely. Uh, are you a Billy Bragg fan? Yeah, I've, I've, got, in, I've got into him because of Frank. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Billy Bragg supported at the Wembley That's show That's right, well, yeah. And yeah. yeah. um, Beans on Toast. Yeah, I've got into Beans on Toast. They're real good. Yeah, he he come round a little while ago. He sat where you sat a little oh, while ago yeah? and done an episode. But yeah, he's an Essex lad. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Well, look for the last track. Um, I asked the guests to pick a track that they imagine a lot of our listeners may not have heard yeah. and would like to introduce them to it. Well, I'm fairly sure that most of my fans will know this band. Yeah. Um, but uh, the band called Creeper. Okay. Um, a song called Misery. Yeah. Them, which is very fitting with my goth, goth aesthetic. Yeah. But um, when I first heard these, they just they sounded like, I guess. British AFI. Okay. How, and, um, how did you discover them? Uh, a friend just uh, just a few years ago, a friend just shared one of their songs on Twitter, I think it was, and I started listening to it. It was just it had that sort of like horror rock sort of vibe, um, anthemic chorus, like big chorus. Yeah, big chorus. And yeah, it's just fucking yeah. Like, and I'm friends with them now. So that's that's really All right. cool. Yeah, we hang out quite a bit because oh, they're, they're wrestling fans. It turns out. Oh right. And I remember being backstage at Slam Dunk a few years ago. I was walking past. Like Will, the singer, was walking this way. I went, "Oh hey man, I do." He goes, "Oh hey Jimmy, how are you?" Oh, you know who I am. Okay, well this this one cool. Oh <laughs> wow. So that, that yeah, it's, it's it's pretty cool. And I met Davey Havoc a few weeks ago, and he knew it was as well. And that literally blew my mind. That's one of the best days of my life. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. So, oh, yeah, but yeah, Creeper, like, check Creeper out. Like, they're, they're, they're over in LA at the moment recording, I think, um, or doing something. I yeah. Don't know Maybe having a nice little holiday, but... Well, I, watched, um, I watched a video to it as well, yeah. which um, I read the comments, which I, I never really do. Um, 
and it, it, it's just him and a, and a beautiful girl yeah um, singing outside and then someone obviously who must live near where that was recorded yeah. just put this is a really really hard hitting powerful record the emotion somewhat disappears when I realise that's my Ikea car park <laughs> <laughs> um, was it in Southampton I think they all live in Southampton right or oh, is it Wolverhampton Oh, that might be where they filmed it, but I know God. most of them are all from Southampton. Right, oh, it might where, be, yeah, my bad. That's, that's, where, that's where the guys live. I've been down drinking there. Yeah. Cool, oh, yeah. right, so you're proper pals with them yeah. now, then. Yeah. Oh, that's no, cool. They're, they're, hopefully they're coming to the Wembley show, yeah. uh, for the Progress doing on the 30th, so that should be quite cool. So let's get a shout-out to that. Okay. Uh, yeah, um, Progress Wrestling, Wembley Arena, 30th September. Um, the biggest British independent show in, you know, I think about a couple of decades now, I think. It's got to be. Mm. Um, put together by um, fellow Distraction PCs podcaster Jim Smallman yep. who does Tuesday Night Jaw and uh, and yeah it's uh, it's a big one isn't yeah, it yeah it's a big one yeah I'm really excited about that it's yeah. cool I, I did it a couple of years ago with Impact uh, they're an American company mm-hmm. but get, getting to do it with my mates it just seems so much bigger and so much cooler yeah. you know, the fact that I've been with Progress since day one and like we've helped each other grow going yeah. forward and like now we're at Wembley it's fucking yeah, sick. And I'm it, excited, yeah. I guess it makes the Frank Turner song resonate even yeah, more, right? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. You Especially know? as I saw him you know, at the sh- shitty little clubs and then I saw yeah. him at Wembley as well. It's kind of yeah. like, that, that, that journey is... That's what our work can cool. do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, amazing. Jim, so what's next? What's 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 coming up, mate? Um, Not much, really. Just wrestling all the time, every weekend. Trying not to get more broken than I am. Yeah. Um, I'm over in America quite a lot at the moment, which is quite yeah. cool. Uh, getting travel. I want to go back to Australia next year. I've been there twice this year and it was, it was good. The Australian fans are real cool. Yeah? Yeah, I would quite like to go to Mexico, but it does terrify me. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure I'd make it out alive, to be honest. Is it that scary? Oh, no, I just mean in general. Just, yeah. Uh, I could see me being forced to be a drug mule or something. So I'm quite small. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Jim, thanks loads for coming over this well, thanks morning. Thanks for having me, man. That's fun. And, uh, and considering it, we, we started at 11 o'clock in the morning, I think we've been pretty sprightly, mate. And we've done and, all right, uh, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Jim, thank you very much. Jim, I'll, I'll tell you what, quickly, Jim, yes. where can people find out about what you're up to? Um, at Jimmy Havoc on Twitter, at Jimmy underscore Havoc on Instagram, um, Jimmy Havoc on Facebook. It's pretty, pretty standard all the way around. It's, there you go. Search Jimmy yeah. Abbott. Uh, crime Watch, possibly. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for a guy with, with uh, drawing pins on his forehead. Yeah. And a really shit haircut. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can relate to that one, mate. Jim, thanks loads, Cheers, mate. mate. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And we're done. That's the end. Oh, what a gentleman Jimmy is. Um, for all of his raucous ways that, that you wrestling fans are, are familiar with, um... I think when you have a little peek behind the curtain, he's just a bloody lovely guy. And uh, and I don't need to tell you that because you've just been listening. Um, so massive thanks to Jimmy for, for taking time out of a very busy schedule to come over and, and chat tunes. And thanks to you lot for listening. And I will see you next time. Oh, quickly, why not subscribe? Because it makes everything easier. And it makes everything better. Go and do it. See you later. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whiffin. Eat it, monkey.